welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is on five things I stopped doing as a highly sensitive person. Today's episode setup is a little different than the norm. Today's episode, I will be primarily focusing on my personal experiences. So let's get into it. A highly sensitive person is a person with increased sensitivity to physical, social, and emotional stimuli. Highly sensitive people are particularly empathetic, but also prone to overstimulation. So here are five things that I've personally stopped doing as a highly sensitive person. I also want to add, I didn't realize that I was a highly sensitive person until I started doing my self-work as an adult. So about a year ago. (laughs) All this time, I thought I was just about that life. I thought I could handle anything. But no, I suppressed a lot of that. But we'll get into it. Number one. One thing I stopped doing as a highly sensitive person once I acknowledged it, I stopped consuming crime or horror-related content. Horror films, like scary movies, I personally stopped that a while ago. I stopped that probably like in middle school. I used to pretend like I liked scary movies because all my cousins liked it and I wanted to fit in with them. When I first got here, I was about 10 years old or 11. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be cool. So I pretended to like it. But internally, I hated it. I just never understood why someone would sign up to scare themselves like that. It it wasn't entertaining for me. So when I got into high school, I kind of dropped the facade. I wasn't pretending anymore. I said it with my full chest. I do not like scary movies. <laughs> like no one was getting me to watch a scary movie with some exceptions here and there. But I made it clear that I was done with the scary movie life. But the crime, the true crime, those crime podcasts, Law and Order, Dateline. Oh, I love me some Dateline. I could watch back to back to back to back episodes. I did know to avoid it at night because I knew I just couldn't take it. It was too much for me. But when it was during the day, I could watch back to back episodes And just be entertained. While I was being entertained, I wasn't paying attention to how much I was absorbing the emotions. As a highly sensitive person, I naturally absorb the full experience of the content I'm watching or listening to. That's just who I am. I take in every physical and social expression. And most importantly, I fully absorb the emotions. I feel what they feel. So... When I started my self-work journey and I saw how I experienced true crime and crime shows, I realized that I was voluntarily putting myself in a state of high stress for no reason. I had the choice to not take in sadness, fear, and anger, but I was opting for it. I realized that I could choose to not live in constant fear and paranoia because that's what those crime shows did for me. I was constantly checking my back. I was constantly paranoid that something 
that happened in the shows that I watched would happen in real life. I was constantly looking out for it. Like I've mentioned on the show a few times, the things you're constantly giving energy to in your mind is what you will actually experience in reality. So once I was able to make that connection and see how it was affecting me, I decided to choose peace. I had to let it go. Once in a while, don't get me wrong, once in a while, if Law and Order is already on, I might finish the episode, okay? Once in a while, if Crime Junkie accidentally pops up on my podcast list, I might finish the episode once in a while, but I don't make it a regular thing in my life experience anymore because it takes a toll on me a lot more than it takes a toll on other people. Number two, suppressing my feelings. Ooh, this one. As a way to protect myself from the disadvantages of being a highly sensitive person, I subconsciously developed a habit to suppress my emotions as they arise. This is a habit that I developed as a kid. So I don't know when it started, but I started doing it. That was just my way of protecting myself from the world. This habit not only kept me anxious most of my life, constantly feeling tension and just anxiety, but it also made people believe I could handle a lot more than I could. I became the strong one in all of my relationships. I was the one that could handle anything. I was the one that everybody could dump on. I was the one that everybody could just give their emotional stress to. I was the one that made everybody happy because I was suppressing my internal experiences and my emotions. Obviously, this was not good for me. With the help of cognitive behavior therapy and daily meditation, I now give myself permission to feel my feelings as they arise without judgment. I use my emotions as the guide that they're supposed to be. When I feel anger, I know, well, that means I don't like whatever is going on. It's a no for me. When I'm feeling sadness, it means, okay, maybe I'm experiencing a loss. I am now more in tune with what my emotions are trying to tell me rather than trying to hide and run away from them. This has helped me feel a lot less anxious in my body and also made me feel safe. Number three, people pleasing. As a highly sensitive person, being super empathetic to other people's feelings also made me feel responsible for it. Being able to consume how other people felt so easily made me feel like it was my own, like it was my burden. It made me feel like I was responsible to make them feel better. So I constantly prioritize other people's needs and feelings over mine. With time, that left me feeling constantly resentful and drained. Constantly feeling resentful and drained made me realize that I had to set strong boundaries. I now have strong boundaries for people that get to experience life with me. My boundaries are how I express self-love and protection towards myself. It's my personal price of admission. I don't expect everyone to want to pay it, but they're mine. And if you want to experience life with me, you have to pay it. And that's just how I protect myself. Number four, negotiating with my emotions. This is an extension of suppressing my emotions, but this needs its own call out. I spent a lot of time negotiating with my emotions. Instead of feeling my feelings, I spent a lot of time in my head trying to negotiate with them. Why do I feel sad about that? I don't feel sad about that. Why am I angry about that? I don't need to be angry about that. Why I feel guilty about that? I don't need to feel guilty. They need to feel guilty. 
spending all this time negotiating with my emotions instead of just feeling it, instead of just relaxing and letting nature take its course. Most feelings that were deemed negative by society, such as anger, sadness, guilt, jealousy, those tend to be the emotions that I found myself struggling with and arguing with myself to not feel. I spent a lot of time telling myself what I should and should not feel. As my therapist once told me, which allowed me to change my perspective on the way I express my feelings is stop shooting yourself so much. I spent so much time shooting myself, telling myself what I should and should not do instead of just letting myself do what my body naturally needs to and wants to do. I now understand not all emotions can be justified or need to be justified. If you're feeling angry and you don't understand why you're feeling so angry because what happened is so small, maybe you don't need to understand. Just feel your anger. Just feel it. It's just a feeling. My only responsibility is to give myself the grace to feel my emotions without judgment. My responsibility is not to justify why I'm feeling those feelings. Understanding that I'm not my emotions and working to express them as a witness has helped me a lot with reducing the suppression of them. Last but not least for today's episode is watching the news. Woo! The news was the first to go, to be honest with y'all. When I started my self-work journey, the news was the first to go. The news is like that friend that never has nothing good to say. Y'all know that friend. The friend that only calls you with negative news. It's like, are you never happy? Nothing good ever happens in your life? That's the news. Regularly watching the news kept me feeling constantly anxious, stagnant, and always feeling afraid. I never wanted to do anything. I never wanted to say anything. It's just constant stress from the news. I honestly could not tell you the benefit. The benefit was supposed to be being informed, knowing what's going on in the world. I personally don't think I need to be updated on all the horrible things going on in the world, especially if I can't do anything about it. I've instead refocused my time and energy on consuming content that helps me grow and teaches me how to make a positive impact in my corner of the world. This has kept me feeling energized, motivated, loved, happy, as opposed to the news where it kept me feeling drained, stagnant, and afraid. My personal opinion. I'm not giving this advice to tell you not to watch the news. I'm just telling you what worked for me. If you also feel like you're a highly sensitive person, I found a few questions on hsperson.com. It's a website by the therapist that actually coined the term HSP, highly sensitive person. And she had a few questions that I think might help you determine whether or not you are a highly sensitive person. I'll go over the list of questions she had that could determine whether or not you are a highly sensitive person. And you could also go on her website. I'll leave the link in the bio and you could take the highly sensitive person test. Number one, are you easily overwhelmed by such things as bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabric, or sirens nearby? Two, do you get rattled when you have a lot to do in a short amount of time? Three, do you make a point to avoid violent movies and TV shows? Four, do you need to withdraw during busy days into bed or darkened room or some other place where you can have privacy and relief from the situation? Five. Do you make a high priority to arrange your life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations? Six, 
Do you notice or enjoy delicate or fine scents, taste, sounds, or work of art? Seven, do you have a rich and complex inner life? Eight, and the last, when you were a child, did your parents or teachers see you as sensitive or shy? If you said yes to all of this, you're probably also highly sensitive. For more information, go on the website, thehsperson.com, and you can take the self-test. I hope these tips were helpful for you. I hope you were able to determine something new about yourself today. Hopefully, you were able to relate, and now you don't feel alone. And things actually make sense, because I feel like being a highly sensitive person in a world where you're surrounded by people that aren't, you can feel very lonely. It can start to seem more like a flaw than an advantage, but there are definitely a lot of advantages about being a highly sensitive person. One of that being our capability to be so empathetic. It allows us to be able to see the world in a different way than most people. There are definitely a lot of good that goes with it. It's just all about perspective. So I hope today's episode helps you and it gives you a lot of insight into who you are as a person. Thank you very much for listening. As always, love you guys. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.